What is up, Anchor Nation? Good morning. Rocking out for your morning today. Your Wednesday morning. I had to check my watch. I'm on my way to school. I wanted to do this episode to kind of follow up on what I talked about the other day. Uh, You know, the purge and what plan you should have in place if you're going to roll out on that day. I'm like, you know, you, you feel liberated. You feel like you can do whatever the fuck you want, but... That is not reality. (laughs) Every action has a consequence. So if you feel like you're just going to go out there, run around and act a fool, that's, um, you know, going to come back and bite you in the ass. Look out for that, man. Don't just get out there all acting wild and thinking that you can get away with whatever just because for one day everything is off. Uh, What's the word? Uh, the gloves are off for that one day. That's not what I was trying to say, but you get what I mean. You're going to run out there and do whatever the hell you want? Uh, Yeah, all right, bro. We'll see how that works out, you know, the next day. Rape is rape, and uh, you knock that woman up. Well, (laughs) guess what? (laughs) Oh, man. John tried to tell... Uh, folks, and I appreciate his uh, vote of confidence on my behalf about me cleansing the nation of uh, certain racist groups. And I'm like, well, you know, as as righteous as that would feel, you know, getting rid of these fucking pricks. And I've met my share, man. I'm like, you know, you may be a contributor to society. You may be successful in your own right. All right, fine. But you're you're not bettering the place around you. You know, you're not setting a positive example for the next generation. I'm really big on that. And uh, you're not teaching, you know, things that are going to lead to prosperity. You know, that you're teaching things that are going to lead to prosperity for your interests. Right? And I think... That's where the modern American is headed in general. They, um, they want to do what's good for them. You do you, boo-boo. Uh, people have been saying that for so long and telling each other that so often that now everybody's, you know, living that way. So I wouldn't, no, I wouldn't be running around killing a whole bunch of racist people or whatever. What I would be doing is holding them hostage <laughs> and making them sit down with minorities and breaking those prejudices. And, you know, some people are racist in a way that they're prejudiced and they don't act on those prejudices. You know, they, they think a certain way about a, a culture or a race and they feel like it's the same for all of them. You know, that's a prejudice or you're you're averting certain subcultures or races because you're prejudiced against them. And what I've discovered is that a lot of that stuff is based on a past experience. Someone got robbed. Someone lost their girlfriend to a Hispanic or a black dude. Someone um, got hit by an Asian person while they were driving. So uh, you you get what I, where I'm going with this. You got all these stereotypes. Asian people can't drive. Black men will steal your girl. Uh, Hispanic dudes will steal your job. 
you know, stuff like that. Those are all prejudices that, like, you know what, that probably happened to someone, and they got bitter, and they got upset about it, so they started, you know, telling other people about it. Watch out for those dirty Mexicans, they're going to take all our jobs. It's like, well, okay, they, how do you say it, they, they gamed the system. They came together and said, you know, if we all go in on a house together and we all live in the same spot, even though it's going to be crowded and it won't be, you know, lavish, we can all pull our money together and pay for a roof over our head and bills in a country that's way better off than the country we came from. You just have to kind of, you know, rough it a little bit, but at least we'll have nice things and a nice neighborhood, you know, and we'll be able to, to get the stuff that we want and drink clean water and have... Um, healthcare, right, and all that stuff, so, moving on, you get where I'm going, um, it's, it's not their fault that you wanted to work for more money, and they wanted to work for less money in a capitalist system, what do you think people that own businesses and capitalism are gonna do, they're gonna save as much money as they can, which means you make less money, you get hired. I've been on the receiving end of that. I started out at $13 for a job that somebody before me was doing for $21 an hour. And, you know, it just stepped down from that person to me. Um, the person that was after that person making $21 an hour started out, I think, at 17 and worked up to 20 And then I started out at 13 and worked up to 15 So, um... Anyway, going back to racism, I got off the <laughs> got off in the weeds there a little bit. You know, I I want to I don't want to kill these people, man. Like it's it's a hard thought for me to have to kill Americans. I defended Americans. I I went to war on behalf of America. And it's it's hard for me to want to do that to people that live that are from this country, you know. It's it's hard for me to 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 condone violence against other Americans cuz that's that's patriotism. That's love. You you love where you're from. You love the people that that come from where you come from, right? And you you hold them accountable to a higher standard because you want the place you come from to set the standard. You want your you want your country to be the greatest country on earth. And as long as we have people like that that do the things that they do, you know, we're always going to have that stain on us that we we, we really should wash it off. And I I don't want to put those people in the ground. I want those people to to come to that decision on their own that they've been thinking the wrong way about people for a long time. You know? And what I what I found with some people it's is what they do is they, they take this, like I said, past experience or maybe an observation on a small group and they apply it to everybody. And I'm like, man, that's just, that's not fair to everybody else, right? I mean, so a little bit about me that y'all either know or you don't know. Uh, I got arrested, so I've got a criminal record. And and I don't mean for tickets or traffic violations. I mean for, for a felony. Um, it was deferred, so it's not an actual conviction. But, it, you know, if you wanted to search my arrest record, you'd have to dig. But you could probably find it. Um, you won't find a conviction, but you'll find an arrest. And, you know, if you're the FBI, you, you'll have no problem finding it. It's Department of Justice, right? So, 
what I feel is that when people talk about convicts and they throw that label on them, you know, don't have a college degree or they have this or they have that, I'm like, you don't know me, okay? You don't, you don't know my convictions. You don't know my upbringing. You don't know my background, right? I mean, I was, I was young. <laughs> I'm not making excuses here. I'm just trying to set the stage for, you know, my mind frame when I did what I did. I was young. I was desperate. I didn't have a lot of options. I grew frustrated with reaching out to people that didn't have any options for me. You know, I, a part of me was petty. It was like, man, my other members in my family can get help, but no one fucking cares about me. Guess I'll have to handle this on my own. And that didn't work out so well because <laughs> as you just heard, I, you know, ended up getting caught. And, um, at the time, you know, I was doing all that stuff. I was just in survival mode, man. I just wanted to have a place to sleep, food in my stomach, and gas in my car. I, you know, I, I didn't have, um, I, I just didn't know what questions to ask to get the help that I needed or even where to turn. You know, I was just worried about getting my paycheck, making sure my car doesn't break down. Um, do I have somewhere to sleep tonight? You know, yeah, I'm living in this apartment with like two other people and I'm sleeping on a fucking blow up mattress. And then, uh, you know, all that, that crap that I ended up stealing to sell, um, I, I couldn't, you know, ask for face value of it, so I had to steal a lot of that shit. <laughs> and then, you know, it helped me survive for a couple of months. And then, then I lost my job. But then I went to Nicaragua with the reserves, and uh, I made like a little stack there doing that work. Uh, made a, I, So, yeah, when you talk about stereotypes... I ran off to Nicaragua with the military and I uh, was there for two weeks and we did a humanitarian mission where we uh, helped around 5,000 Nicaraguans, gave them health care, gave them pills, um, treated their injuries, you know, a lot of diabetic patients out there in really bad health and some neonatal issues. Um, they're, they're malnourished because they don't have access to food like we do. They don't have, you know, a shitload of farms. They eat the same damn, you know, recipes every fucking week. And so they're not getting all the nutrients they need. And, you know, these women grow up to be diabetic and their fucking legs are falling off and shit. So we were out there doing the best that we could in the, the, the villages and neighborhoods we could go to. And, you know, anyway, uh, earlier that year, I was fucking getting arrested. So, <laughs> uh, I mean, you just never know. You never know about people. You can't make assumptions, right? I mean, there's patterns that you can recognize you know, with behavior or, uh, with illness and, and you can deduce certain things, but, you know, just, just trying to say like, well, this happened to me in the past, you know, that's, that's a fear tactic. You want to be prepared. You want to be ready. That's the smart thing to do, but you know, you don't want to, um, oppress other people or put down other people or smear other people because you had a bad experience with a small group of some ethnicity or background. You know, it's just, not only is it wrong, it's, it's stupid. It's unfair. It's unfair to them. So, anyway, so he's talking about me giving me his vote of confidence. I appreciate that. All that to say, you know, it, it's hard for you to, to go after other people of your ethnicity and say they're racist. Because you're not, how, how are you qualified to make that? 
to how are you qualified to to make that that judgment? You know, um, unless you know you hear some racial slurs. I mean, racial slurs are a dead giveaway. That's I mean that's obvious, right? Uh, it's when when I when I said what I said about Jamie's family, and and even Jamie, you know they they said racial slurs. I'm like, all right, that's that's racist. <laughs> you know, if somebody's um, how do I put it? Okay, so I went to this quinceanera with Jamie and, and and some of her relatives and friends. And, you know, it's a Mexican family, but also white kids because it's Mexican and white down there. I look around, there's not a single fucking black person there. And then I finally noticed one. One of them came in. And I was like, there's, there's a black kid. There's one black kid showing up to this event in a town of, like, a thousand people. What the fuck is this? <laughs> what is this? You know, I understand. And I I, I, I learned this um, during my time in the military. There are certain parts of the country where there aren't any Asian folks. There weren't any Asian folks in my town when I was growing up. There are now. There weren't when I was a kid. Uh, up in the Midwest, I met this guy in the military. I can't remember where he was from. I think it was Washington State. Anyway, where he was from, he never saw a black person in person, only on TV. I'm like, whoa, man. I mean, I mean, it's, it's not like there's that few of them in this country, <laughs> right? I, I mean, I, I think uh, Caucasian people are becoming the minority now. You know how how is it that you can never come across a, a Hispanic or an African American guy? We've been here the longest. I say we, I mean, I'm including white people. Uh, white, Caucasian, Hispanic, and African-American. They've, they've all been here longer than any other ethnicity. Um, and you might argue technically, well, blah, 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 blah. I'm talking about in large numbers, right? So get, a, get off the fucking splitting hairs bullshit. So um, anyway, so uh, moving on from that, you know, if you're, if you're going to purge... Man, you better watch out. Better protect yourself. And uh, I'm, I know what I'm going to do. And I know what I would do. I would go after drug dealers and get all that illegal money and illegal product and destroy it and get those people out of the equation one way or another. And I'm not just going by myself. I'm not going to be some vigilante. I'm mobbing up. I know a couple of cats right now that are eager to jump on that train. And be like, hey, bro, you got your plates? You got your weapon? All right, we're uh, rallying up at this time. Um, on that day, this is the neighborhood we're going to hit. You ready? Let's go. Get your boots on. Get your armor on. Let's go. Right? And then we're going to, you know, train for like six months before that on uh, trigger discipline, on escalation of force, you know, on uh, military operations in urban terrain. We're going to do all of that. We're going to do it just like in recruit training. I'm up. He sees me. I'm down. We're going to uh, <laughs> do all that good jazz. Now, I'm not 19 anymore. I'm not even 25 anymore. I'm 35. So I'm not doing all that fucking obstacle bullshit. I can walk around and pull a trigger in some body armor. I can't run around and pull a trigger in some body armor. <laughs> so you see all these old busted motherfuckers with like missing a leg or got a bad back <laughs> alright we're gonna wage war on this town get rid of all the drug dealers Pur purge <laughs> hell no man get your old ass back home 
You're a fucking Vietnam veteran. <laughs> uh, speaking of, Veterans Day is coming up. Think of veteran you know. Tell them about all the benefits that are out there. We've got so fucking many now. And yet, there's still gaps that gotta be filled. Anyway, so... Moving on from all of that, you know, you think about what you would do if you could purge and get all this money. Well, try playing the lottery. Somebody won the Texas lottery over $2 billion yesterday, and they didn't even live in Texas. That that aggravated the shit out of me. It's like, they need to nullify that win. Give all that money back. But nope, he played it by the rules, so he gets the money. I don't know who it was. I hope to God it wasn't some old fucker who's just going to die in a couple years with it anyway. I don't know. He's just going to set up his family for the rest of their lives, I guess. Yeah. Um, the mo- the money market right now, the money market, the American market right now is really strange. You got guys like Elon Musk who just lost, you know, over $50 billion, Or was it around $50 billion? Regardless, it's billion. Billion. Not million. Billion. I mean, have, have you... Can you imagine a billion of anything? There's, you know, billions and billions of cells in your body. And and that makes up your entire body on a microscopic level. And, and this guy has billions of dollars that he just scraped off the top with his uh, acquisition of, of uh, Twitter and uh, selling his Tesla shares and all that stuff. Um, it's like, shit, man, that's so much fucking money. Right, that's that's more gross product of some countries, and this dude just like, oh yeah, I'll drop that, no problem. So it's um, it's interesting to see where people like him. I, I'm concerned about his future, and I've been saying this for a while. He's eventually gonna implode, uh, and maybe this acquisition of Twitter will do that. We'll see. Um, I do know that the uh, cryptocurrency market. Is falling hard. Um, I think they said something about two hundred million dollars in assets was liquidated from the crypto market recently. Uh, yeah, if your money's in crypto, you should have pulled it out a minute ago. And I, I told people that at work too. I said, man, you got to watch the market. You know, the the crypto it peaked at like sixty grand for Bitcoin. Awesome. I bet you made a killing, but you didn't pull that money out. And guess what? It's worth now seventeen thousand. I checked yesterday uh, afternoon. 17000 was yesterday's evaluation of cryptocurrency, Bitcoin. And I've been telling folks, like, you need to pull it out. Pull it out, man. It's about to crash again. It's already slid down. It ain't, getting up. It ain't going up. This is the time to, to buy. This is, um, you know, not, not keep your shit in. Either sell it or buy. Because you're buying the dip or you're selling what profits you've got. And people aren't people aren't paying attention. They're like, no, no, it'll be fine. I'm just gonna keep it in there. I'm just gonna keep it in there. It's like, okay, your ten thousand dollars is now one thousand. <laughs> Tell me how that makes you feel. Excuse me, I had to clear my throat for a second. Anyway, I'm uh, I'm at campus. I gotta get up in here. Um, there's a couple more things I wanted to talk about, which I'll just do another episode later. Uh. Yeah, man, y'all, y'all gotta pay attention to what is happening. If you have digital currency, you need to sell your profits right now. If you are wanting to buy, now is the time to buy. It is a buyer's market. Everything is much, much, much cheaper. 
than what it was. You know, um, five, what was it? No, eight years ago, uh, I think the Bitcoin price, was it eight? Yeah, maybe it was longer. Bitcoin's been around for a minute. I can't really remember where, where it started. But it started out, you know, kind of cheap and then shot up to a few thousand bucks for one coin. And I was like, man, I would love to buy a Bitcoin. But I ain't got that kind of money. You know, I'm barely struggling just to fucking put gas in my car. But then the value of the Bitcoin shot up to 60,000. Dude, if I had, you know, two, 300,000 in Bitcoin in the bank, I would have fucking yanked that shit out and been like, that's more money than I need right now. I can invest this. I can get myself established and I can roll on. I don't need to fucking, you know, wait for this to get any more. I'm not about to lose all this shit. I just got this money. You know, <laughs> speaking of, it's like two people hit me up in the same week for cash. Hey, man, can you help me out? I'm like, bro, no, I haven't worked since August. I can't help you out. <laughs> man, the only time you fucking come hit me up is to get some money from me. Shit. Shit, shit, shit. Ugh. Anyway, that's all I got for today. I can keep on going, but I'm not going to. I'm going to get into this class, knock the shit out, semester's almost over. Y'all keep drinking water, still need to keep your water intake up. I'm trying to put hit a gallon a day, I don't know about y'all, I'm working on that. And um, stay safe out there, this weather's shit. Cold weather is coming, y'all. Take care of yourselves. This has been Aaron Rollins from Southeast 3rd. I'm signing off.